I want to speak for just a couple minutes uh, as we're gathered uh, from the subject knocking on heaven's door. Knocking on heaven's door. Uh, I, want, I want to go to Acts chapter 12. Um, I'm going to read a couple verses, starting in verse 5. And it, is, it says, So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains. First rapper mentioned in Scripture. Okay. You didn't know two chains was in the Bible? And sentry stood guard. You don't even know who that is. That's good. That's good. Neither, neither do I. And sentry stood guard at the entrance. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. I think there's better ways to wake someone up, but the angel struck him. Quick, get up, he said, and the chains fell off Peter's wrists. Then the angel said to him, put on your clothes and sandals, and Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. The angel told him. Peter followed him out of the prison, but he had no idea that what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought he was seeing a vision. They passed the first and second guards and came to the iron gate leading to the city, and it opened for them by itself, and they went through it. When they had walked the length of one street, suddenly the angel left him. Then Peter came to himself and said, Now I know without a doubt that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jewish people were hoping would happen. When this had dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people had gathered and were praying. Peter knocked at the outer entrance, and a servant named Rhoda came to answer the door. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed, she ran back without opening it and exclaimed, Peter is at the door. You're out of your mind, they told her. When she kept insisting that it was so, they said it must be his angel. But Peter kept on knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. And I just felt this as we're ending this year and we're stepping into 2021, I really believe this is that God wants to astonish us. That, that I really felt this that God wants to surprise us with his goodness. He wants to surprise. 2021, God's going to surprise us with his goodness. In, in 1973, Bob Dylan wrote a song um, of Peter's escape from prison, and uh, he called it Knocking on Heaven's Door. So this, that's, our, that's our title. Pastor Keon's going to sing it for us real quick now. Uh, knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. It's, Peter, uh, he's in prison. He's sleeping. And, um, and it says that the angel came to him. It says he was sleeping and the church was praying. He was in prison, but the church was praying. And uh, I think, you know, as I was praying this week specifically, I think that for many of us, our breakthrough, our miracles, sometimes they feel like they're locked up. When, when we talk about prison, when we talk about Peter, I want you to use Peter synonymously with breakthrough or with miracles. So Peter was locked up. Your breakthrough is locked up. Your miracles are, breaked up, are, are locked up. And it says, and the church was praying. The miracle was locked up, but the church was praying. I, I would venture to say that there are all kinds of miracles that are on their way, 
that we have no idea are on their way. Breakthrough that's coming that we have no idea is coming. All we're doing is praying. We're in the house. We can't see it. We can't sense it. We don't know it's there. And all the while, God's working on our behalf. I really believe this, that God's working right now in our situations. God's working on our behalf. Have you ever felt like uh, your breakthrough was never going to come? Or let me just say it this way. Have you ever felt like a year was never going to end? Yeah, just, just me. A year is never going to, like it's never going to come. Sometimes when we're praying, even for breakthrough, for healing, for deliverance, you can feel like, when is this thing going to happen? And I love this story in Acts chapter 12, because at the same time the church was praying, God was moving, even though they couldn't see that it was happening. And I believe this for some of us, that right now, maybe we're weary from the year, maybe we're discouraged, maybe uh, we feel like our breakthrough is locked up, maybe we feel like our breakthrough is on lockdown, and uh, and I, I believe this is that God, at the same time, is moving in the midst of our situation and circumstance, even when we can't see Him. It said in verse 9, Peter followed him out of the prison. So the church is praying, the angel is working, God is working. He follows him out of the prison. So God sets Peter free, but the people don't know it yet. And I think this is true in my own walk with the Lord, is that there's been times where God's already started something. He's put something into motion, but because I can't see it, because I can't trace it, because I don't know what's happening, it is easy to lose faith even though at the very moment, my miracle is on its way. And I I think for somebody maybe that's tuned in right now, you just need to know that the miracle is on its way. You can't see outside. You can't see what's happening in the prison. You can't see what's happening. But but God is working on your behalf. It says in in verse 15, it says uh, that that the people said to Rhoda, as she answered the door, it says she, she heard Peter's voice and she recognized his voice. I just want to ask you this question. Can you recognize breakthrough when you hear it? So she heard Peter's voice and she said, that, that's Peter. So she ran back to the people and said, hey, we're praying for Peter and uh, he's here. And they told her she was out of her mind. And I think if anything in 2020, I've learned uh, that faith always looks crazy to those who have none. And, and for Rhoda, as she ran back and said, guys, the thing you're praying for is actually here. It has arrived. They said, you're crazy. You're out of your mind. I found a lot of people, they love the idea of breakthrough and they love the idea of faith. But actually walking it out is a different story. And this is true for all of us, is faith is a long, lonely walk. It is not something that's instantaneous. Breakthrough is not an event that just happens one day. Breakthrough is a process. It's consistency. It's determination. And as we're ending this year, I think it's really important to know that that, that not everybody's going to celebrate your faith. Not only is not everybody going to celebrate your faith, not everybody's going to believe what God's told you. Not only is is not everybody's going to believe what what God tells you, is some people are going to oppose what God told you. I think for me this year, one of the most difficult things is realizing or feeling like God has given me something, spoken something to me, given me a dream, given me an idea, and having people doubt it. Because you just think like if it's God-given, everybody's going to love it. If, if you're doing your best to serve the Lord, if you're doing your best to advance His kingdom, everybody's going to love it. But the truth is that oftentimes doubt in people's minds more powerful than their faith. And, and, and faith, at times, has to work alone. 
And I've found this in my own life is there's been lonely seasons, there's been sad seasons, there's been discouraging seasons. All the while, there's a promise out there waiting, and I've had to believe God, trust God, and at times be lonely. And I just want you to know that when you're waiting for your breakthrough, sometimes you're going to have to walk through lonely seasons. And maybe this year it's been that for maybe some of us here or maybe some of you that are watching that is just, this 2020 has just been discouraging. All of these promises are all on lockdown. But I feel like my assignment today is to tell you that, I'm going to say it about a hundred times, is that while you're praying, God is working. And I think really, is, isn't this the challenge of faith though, is to when we can't see it, to continue to pray? This is where the church, they, they're, they're praying, but they weren't, expecting, they weren't expecting the answer. Because when the answer showed up, they said, well, you know, maybe, maybe, it's, um, maybe it's Peter's angel. He, he shows up. He's there. God answered their prayer. Faith always looks crazy to those who have none. As we're approaching this new year, this new year will yield the same results if the new year isn't met with a new mindset. We will consistently get what we've always got if we consistently do what we've always done. If we want a, a different year, we got to have a new mindset. There has to be something that shifts in us that says we will be different this year. The changing of the calendar in a couple days is not going to change our year. 2021 is going to be the same as 2020 unless we change. We can't control what happens to us, but we can control how we react or how we respond to what happens to us. And I really believe this in this next season that God's asking us to go to another level. So as you're watching this, you have your family, you got to go to another level. 2021 is going to be a repeat of 2020 unless we change. Then we have to decide we're going to another level. We're going to see things differently. We're going to pray differently. We're going to have faith differently. We're going to believe differently. We're going to, we're going to have faith even when other people don't have faith. We're going to believe God even when we're all by ourselves. We're going to believe God when it feels like we're alone. We're going to believe God. We're going to, be, we're going to have a bulldog tenacity on the promise of God. You know, in Hebrews, it says that in the hall of faith, Hebrews 11, it's known as the hall of faith. So it's all these people that believed God. Some of the greatest men and women of God in history are mentioned in this chapter. And it says they all believe God. They believe that what he promised he would do. But this is the interesting thing. It says most of them died without seeing the fulfillment of the promise. Can you imagine in our world, like we pray for like three days and then it's like, God, where are you? If we pray for three months, it's like, are you serious? Like, God, you're so unfair. We're so mad. It says they believed, they so believed God that even though they didn't see it in their lifetime, they died in faith knowing that it was going to come. That's powerful. This is the next level. This is 2021 faith. This is believing that even when I can't see it, God, I'm going to believe it. I can believe for my family. I can believe for my city. I can believe for breakthrough. I can believe for provision. I can believe for healing. I don't see the evidence right now, but I am in a posture of faith, and I won't stop. For this year to be different, I have to be different. This is a challenge for all of us, is that we've got to change. There will be... If 2020 has been bad, there'll be another 2020. 
Sometime in our lifetime, there's going to be another 2020. There's going to be another, there's going to be more opposition. There's going to be another economic downturn. There's going to be another uh, type of tension in our world. So what are we going to do? Are we going to live? We're only going to live in the peaceful moments? Or are we going to learn to live with peace that says even in the midst of tension, we can find this place. We can find this place of peace. I just thought, I I wanted to give you just like three things as we jump into 2021 that I think will help you go to another level. And uh, as we're talking about this story in Acts chapter 12, I, I, I love this story because it's a perfect picture of faith. Here's the church praying, Peter's in prison, and uh, God moving on their behalf. Now all of a sudden, Peter's at the door. He's knocking, but, but the church wasn't, ex- they weren't expecting God to move that fast, or maybe that way. Maybe they thought Peter was going to be set free, but he was never going to show up at the house. He was never going to. It, it, when, when God moves outside of the way that we think he should move, oftentimes we don't think he's moving. If you have a perspective that says God can only move this way, when God moves this way, you're going to think he's not moving when he is moving. And if you don't have your mind open and your heart full of faith, you'll miss God in how he's moving and what, and, and what he's saying. So here, here's the first one. We, we have to keep praying. When I say keep, that is means not to pray and to be done, but to pray and to consistently pray. To have a posture that says we're going to pray until the answer comes. That we, we are going to continually, we're going to continually assault heaven until an answer comes. And I think for, for many of us, once something happens for so long, you just settle into this is just what it is. Maybe in our families, maybe in relationships. I think sometimes it's easier to believe for someone else than it is for our own situation that we've been, once Peter's been in prison for a while, it's just like, well, God used Peter in prison. But God's plan wasn't, can I, can I just say it this way? God's plan isn't for you to get used to a physical condition or to get used to bondage or get used to a mindset or a way of thinking. We have to consistently pray. Keep praying. Wherever there is a disconnect between God's promises and my reality, I need breakthrough. This is something that as a believer we have to live in. Wherever there is a disconnect between God's promise and my reality, I need a breakthrough. So what is praying? Praying is continually asking. It's continually assaulting heaven, saying, God, this is what you said. This is what I like to do. I like to tell God what he said. When I pray, it's what I said, what I think. But if you want to have your prayers answered, you need to say what he says. When you get his heart, his will, his mindset, and you say what he says, God begins to move. Some people settle for a locked up miracle. But if it's not breakthrough, I'm not settling. This, this is my charge to us in 2021. If it, do, if it doesn't look like freedom, if it doesn't look like God's promises, if it doesn't look like breakthrough, I'm not done. Keep praying. I have to keep, this is number two, I have to keep knocking. Keep knocking. I think this is interesting because the, the church was praying. Peter was led by the angels. He realized, man, I just got set free. He comes and he's knocking, which I thought this was, this was interesting because I think there's a partnership in breakthrough is you have to have, there's people that are praying, but there's also someone that was knocking. And I think you'll see this in your own life. Sometimes you're the knocker and sometimes you're the prayer. Sometimes you're the answer to someone's prayer, and sometimes you're the one asking for breakthrough or you're asking for God to come through. And I think that when we understand there's partnership, we understand the church. 
We understand how this thing begins to work, is that we work when we work together. This isn't about a brand or a name or a pastor. This is about the body realizing that if it's not breakthrough, we're going to pray together. If there's not revival, we're going to pray together. And so we're going to both pray and knock. What, what does that mean to, to knock? The knock is interesting because it is, it is, if you were to knock at a door, you're approaching with the idea of entrance. And I think sometimes we approach God with maybe an idea of curiosity, or we, get, we approach God with doubt, or we approach God even with fear sometimes, or uncertainty. But when you approach God with the intention, Revelation 3.20, it says, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. I'll entrance. So when, you, when, when you're a consistent prayer, you're requesting. When you're a consistent, consistent knocker, you are saying, I want entrance. I'm, I'm, I'm planning on moving forward. I'm planning on coming in. I'm planning on taking ground. I'm not just taking what life has given me. And I've been teaching this for years, is that you can do two things in life. You can take what life gives you, or you can take what's available. This is the thing. is like my, my, my two boys, they love snacks. They like to snack like all the time. And, uh, and, and I, I like them to eat. I'm just trying to get them to be bigger, you know. So I'm like, you eat whatever you want. And uh, so then when they want a snack, we'll go to the pantry. And uh, we have all kinds of snacks. And, and, and so they say, you know, I, w- I want a snack. So we give them one. That's what I give them. That's not all I have. That's what I'm giving them. A lot of times it satisfies them. They take the one snack and run. But Genesis, my youngest, he's like, you know, why one? What's better than one snack? Two. What's better than two snacks? Three. When you're a knocker, you understand that I'm not just taking what's given to me. Oh, thank you. Here's my gifts, my life, my family, whatever. I'm saying, God, what's available? What's on the other side of breakthrough? What's on the other side of the door? What's on the other side of this? I'm not just asking. I'm also asking God, what are the possibilities? What could you do with my life? What could you do through me? It was, it was years ago, I was, um, I, I was studying, and uh, this is before I was a pastor, before I was preaching, I was just, I was a teenager, and I was hungry for the Lord, and, and uh, I came across this quote uh, by D.L. Moody, and it says, uh, I think it was in a book that I was reading, and he says, the world has yet to see what, what God can do through one man or woman of God totally committed to him. I want you to think about that. The world has never seen what God could do through one person, totally and complete. And so I wrote it in my first Bible. And uh, when I was at, well, I don't know if it's my first Bible, but my, my Bible is a teenager. And I wrote it in there and, uh, and, and I taped it in there. And, and you, you see it now, it's all worn out. And, and, uh, but I prayed that for years and years. And it, it drove me to be a knocker because it's not just what God's given me, what is available. And we know this from God is that God's drawn to empty places. He's drawn to hunger. He's drawn to need. If I don't have need, then I don't need God. But when I create space or possibility that would say what's beyond the door, what's beyond the breakthrough, it opens up the realms of heaven to what God can do through my life. Some days you're the prayer. Some days you're the knocker. Some of you are the answer to someone else's prayers. And, and when you consistently knock, it is a consistent hunger to say, what could happen? This is how I come into services. When we meet all the I think, God, what could you do? What, what could happen today? I have a, a quote on my phone. It says, why not, why not here? Why not now? Why not me? It's, it's, it's being a knocker that says, God, if you're going to use somebody, then it, use me. 
I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep knocking. And then I'm going to keep looking. So I think, I think the, the, the travesty of the church in Acts chapter 12 is that they prayed without looking. So they did the right thing, and it moved the hand of God, but they weren't getting to experience it because they were never looking for it. If you're praying for provision, you should start looking for provision. If you're praying for healing, you should start looking for healing. If you're praying for breakthrough, you should start looking for breakthrough. Right now, we're in the midst of the remodel on our Dallas Dream Center. And uh, it's massive. It's a huge faith project. And I'm going to tell you, it's bigger than what we have. It's bigger than our resource. It's bigger. Every month, we're taking a step of faith. The work is done. The invoices come in. And we say, God, we trust you with this. And I have found the more faith that I've had to step into, the more looking that I'm doing. Literally, I'm looking all the time. I'm talking to people, I'm looking. I'm thinking, is this the connection? Business connections, ideas. Where, 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 where is God going to bring the provision? I know he's going to bring it. I have faith for it. I'm, I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep knocking. But I'm also looking. I'm looking for the answer. You know, some people never receive anything from God because they never look. Some people never receive anything from church is because they never come in looking. They've always been a prayer. God's moved on their behalf. See, even when you pray and don't look, God still moves. The church was praying, but they weren't looking. And Peter's free. Peter's out. He's out of the door. God, please set him free. God, please. Please deliver Peter. God, please. I wonder how many of us look like this. God, please. Someone at the door. Maybe, maybe 2021 breakthroughs at the door. Maybe breakthroughs. That, maybe we just need to start looking. Maybe we need to start looking with possibility, not uncertainty, looking about how God's going to fail us or how God's going to disappoint us or how people are going to hurt us or how people are going to... Maybe we should start looking with possibility. That says, God, where are you? What are you going to do? How are you going to move? What do you want to do? Our nation has been crazy in 2020. Instead of living in fear or disappointment or anger, what about the possibilities? What about, what about looking? What about looking at the opportunities? What about looking at the tension and saying, God, what are you going to do? How are you going to heal this? How are you going to move? How are you going to work through this? First Kings chapter 18, it's, it's one of my favorite Old Testament stories, Elijah. And, um, and uh, many of you heard me preach on it many times. And in First in Kings chapter 18, verse 43, they're in the midst of a famine. Three years, there's been no rain. So the land is impoverished. There's a drought. It's bad. And uh, in, in verse 43, Elijah says, go and look towards the sea, he told his servant. And he went and looked. And he says this. Now watch this. He says, there's nothing. So the man of God tells him to go and look, and he sees nothing. He says, there's nothing there. Seven times Elijah said, go back. So he goes back the second time. There's nothing there. Go look again. Think about how discouraged you would be or really how, how crazy you might think someone was that would say, hey, you know what? Just, just pray for your healing. I prayed, Pastor. Pray for your spouse. I already prayed. I prayed. He says, go look again. I know you see nothing, but I want you to go look again. Third time, he goes, looks, nothing. Fourth time, he goes, looks, nothing. Fifth time he goes and look. I mean, at this point, he must be thinking, this man is crazy. He's probably humoring him. He's like, he's an old prophet. You know, let's just like, nope, nothing there. Sixth time he goes. He says, the seventh time, the servant reported, there is a cloud 
as small as a man's hand that's rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, the king, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Now this is what was happening. In this day, it was crazy because there was such a famine. Elijah told him, he said, I want you to go look. The cloud represented the rain that was coming. They hadn't seen rain in years. There's a drought. And he goes and looks six times and he sees nothing. I want to speak to somebody that's been looking and seen nothing. I want to talk to somebody that's been looking for a miracle, looking for a breakthrough, looking for God, and you've seen nothing over and maybe years, maybe through difficult times, relationships. You've looked and you've seen nothing. The man of God said, go look again. He said, I see a cloud the size of a man, just small, just way on the horizon. But sometimes all you need is a cloud to renew your faith that God's on his way. And he said, there's a cloud. We had not seen a cloud in three years, but I see a cloud the size of a man's fist. And this is what I see for 2021. I don't see the breakthrough yet. I don't see the answers yet. I don't see the provision yet, but I do see a cloud. I see the cloud the size of a man's fist that's rising over America, that's rising over the church. I believe it's on its way and it should bring hope to you and it should bring faith to you. And so I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep knocking and I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep looking. Even when I don't see anything. This is a wild thing. God didn't fail when they saw nothing. God was just in the works. I wonder if your miracle is just on his way. I wonder if your miracle is just, it's, it's just in the works. And we think God's failed. And it, our setback is a divine setup for our comeback. That God could be worried. That God's going to use what the enemy meant for evil. And he's going to work it for our good. Verse 16 of uh, Acts chapter 12, it says, but Peter kept on knocking. I just love that picture. I just, when I get to heaven, I just want to, I want God to be able to look at me and know I never stopped knocking. I just, I just never, I never stopped. No matter what came at me, no matter what people said that I never, I, I don't, I don't need people to be proud of me. I need him to be proud of me. I need to hear the words, well done, thou good and faithful servant slash knocker. I need, I need to hear God be proud. Sometimes we get, so cons- we get so consumed with people being approving of our journey. Man, we just got to be faithful to pray and to look and to knock. It says, Peter kept on knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. I believe this is prophetic for us, for those that are watching. I believe 2021 is going to be a year of astonishment. Not because everything happens the way we want it to happen. Not because everything happens in the way that we want it to happen. But I think that God is bringing breakthroughs and he's bringing miracles to the door of our houses. And we're going to look and we're going to finally open that door and we're going to be astonished and surprised. This is the word that I kept on getting this morning. We're going to be surprised at the goodness of God. That's what I'm believing for every family that belongs to our church and everybody watching. You're going to be surprised at the goodness of God. Micah chapter 7 verse 7 says, But as for me, I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. I'll look for him. I'm going to look for him. I'll wait for the God of my salvation. And my God will hear me. My God will hear me. I was in prayer this morning and I was just so overwhelmed with gratitude. God I think sometimes I just think uh, I know better I think he should do it this way he should do it this in this timing and then I get mad because I look and there's no clouds all I see is drought all I see is blue skies 
then every once in a while, God just sends a little cloud just to remind us that he's in charge, that he's faithful, that he's good. As for me, I will look to the Lord. I'll wait for the God of my salvation. And my God will hear me. In 2021, for your family, for your job, I'm telling you, for your mental health, for your physical health, emotionally, your God will hear you. He's going to hear you. Peter kept on knocking and Rhoda kept on insisting until the church came and opened the door and realized that what they had been praying for was there. And I believe this. God's bringing our miracle right to the doorstep. He's bringing breakthrough right to the doorstep. God's not done with America. God's not done with the church in America. I believe revival is coming in 2021. I believe revival is coming to our homes, to our families. I believe we haven't even scratched the surface of what God wants to do through Church 1132. And I believe as we continue to pray, as we continue to look, and as we continue to knock, that breakthrough is coming to our house.